This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. A historic night for Kyle Busch as he comes off of turn number four, checkered flag in the air, and becomes the all-time winningest driver in the NASCAR Tander Outdoors Truck Series. Get number 52 here this weekend, and uh, thank Billy Blue for being on board with us here. You know. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bass. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after race weekend number two of the season. We just wrapped things up at Atlanta, and we're getting ready to hoist those sails up in the wind and take it out west and begin the West Coast Swing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. And speaking of Las Vegas, native Brendan Gone is going to give us a local's guide as to what to expect in las vegas this weekend another las vegas native noah gregson well he's going to be talking with our woody kane about making the switch from the gander outdoors truck series to the nascar xfinity series in 2019 plus we'll preview the west coast swing and driver plans and much much more but first kim coon stopped by earlier to update us with everything fans were talking about over the weekend kim yeah, thanks, Mike. Well, the buzz that hit the news headlines this week in NASCAR centered around the new rules package and, of course, the unknowns that come with that. But on social media, there were many different topics. Among those were quotes from Kevin Harvick, who described seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson as one of the most underappreciated drivers in NASCAR history. In my opinion, Jimmy is one of the most disrespected great drivers that have ever come through this garage. And... You know, it's um, Jimmy Johnson's, you know, just a good old-fashioned great guy and, you know, helps people and has done great things in, in the garage, in the race car, out of the race car. And, you know, sometimes I, I feel like we, we forget that he's that he's won. A lot of people forget that he's won seven championships and, and all the races that he's won and all the great things that he's done. And it's not like he came from a, a rich daddy or a family that, that had a lot of money. I mean, he came all the way up from you know, the bottom all the way to the top and worked hard and had a lot of success with it and, and has won as many championships as, as Dale Earnhardt and, and Richard Petty. And I never feel like he's um, on that pedestal next to those guys appropriately. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, as a group, uh, from a fan standpoint, um, you know, I feel like you're, you're just letting it go by 
and not, not even realizing that you're watching one of the greatest careers that's ever going to come through the garage. Harvick's kind words to Jimmy did not go unnoticed as the seven-time champ responded. Yeah, wow. That's, uh, no, I certainly appreciate those kind words from Kevin, and I'm not sure the context of the question and really you know, the length of his answer and what it was all about, but um, we've had a great run and accomplished a lot of great things, more than I, I really ever imagined that I would. Um, but I, I feel like every driver has something that they probably deserve and something they don't deserve along their way, uh, you know, of progressing through sports uh, or through the sport. And, um, you know, I've had my good and my bad, and, you know, it is what it is. And honestly, I, I quit paying attention to a lot of the public opinion stuff years ago. Um, it doesn't do me any good. I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working. Um, so, you know, some, some weekends, you know, I think things go your way and, and you get the praises that you would hope to and other weekends it doesn't and it's just kind of the evolution of the sport. It's always nice hearing the champ get some respect. Another big story among the social media buzz throughout the weekend was the fact that eventual winner Brad Keselowski almost didn't race Sunday. On Saturday morning, Austin Sendrick, Team Penske's Xfinity Series driver, had to practice for Keselowski as Brad was battling flu-like sickness. Brad felt better Sunday morning, and it ultimately paid off. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have made this race yesterday. I was, was nowhere near good enough, but uh, thankfully the team here at the Care Center helped me out. They pumped me in a couple IVs and um, got me as, as good as I could be before the race. Uh, my wife, she was a real rock star. She, Whatever we had, I'm still not sure what we had. Uh, it, it floored both of us, but not my daughter. Uh, and so she was playing babysitter or, or playing mom, I guess I should say, and then taking care of me while sick herself. And uh, I, that's mom power right there. Uh, so she's kind of the rock star as far as I'm concerned. But uh, no, I was just, I wasn't in very good shape. I lost, you know, five and a half, six pounds in less than 10 hours. Um, and I was going the wrong way quick. So thankfully it all turned around uh, late uh, yesterday afternoon. And I uh, appreciate the help of those in the care center to, to make it possible. That's not the first time Kislowski has battled from perseverance to a win. In April of 2011, he won at Pocono Raceway despite having a broken foot. And finally, social media was full of congratulatory tweets for Kyle Busch, the now all-time winningest driver in NASCAR's truck series. Bush won on Saturday as heard on the Motor Racing Network. A historic night for Kyle Busch as he comes off of turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Kyle Busch will win the ultimate tailgating 200 here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway and becomes the all-time winningest driver in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, picking up his 52nd win here tonight. As always, you can find out more on our social media accounts at MRN Radio or on MRN.com. And of course, if you're tweeting or on social media, be sure to use that hashtag AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. Certainly a lot of opinions on the new rules package and on Kyle Busch setting that new record. When we come back, we'll relive some of Kyle Busch's truck career and celebrating 25 years of truck racing. Plus, later, we'll get some reactions from the drivers about the new rules package. At AutoZone, we're all about giving you more ways to get more done, like our free battery testing. If you're having trouble starting your car, come to AutoZone. We'll test your battery for free so you can figure out the problem from the get-go, which means no waste of money on parts you don't need. Wipers starting to squeak? It's probably time for a change. AutoZone has the wiper selection you need to start seeing the road the way you want. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. 
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up next, we'll celebrate Kyle Busch's accomplishment of becoming the winningest driver in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. He's our AutoZone Driver of the Week. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Calling all admirers of the king. For Richard Petty, the STP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh, the hat came about in the late 70s. From the legend behind the king's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. If you were tuned in to MRN over the weekend, you heard us describing Kyle Busch making history in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series race at Atlanta. He got his 52nd career win in the series, making him the all-time winningest driver. Kyle has obviously had a very robust Truck Series career full of wins, and he's also had some heated moments. We take a walk through his path to being the all-time win leader. Kyle, you're 16 years old from Las Vegas, Nevada. You're a new name in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Who are you? What's your background? Well, I'm Kurt Busch's brother, the NASCAR Winston Cup star, and uh, hopefully I can make a name for myself and uh, run up front with all the rest of the guys. There's been little doubt tonight who's had the best truck. It's been Kyle Busch at the strike. He beats Terry Cook. He will win the Quaker Stake and Lube 200 at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. But, uh... <laughs> Billy Blue, the owner here, he just showed up because everybody's cheering for him. But uh, Kyle's going to have to go to the third lane. They touch off a three. Sprague goes around. Kyle Busch drives by. Bobby Hamilton's involved. They both get into the wall. Here they come down to the line. Kyle Busch is going to win the race, but now another hit from Bobby the Body. He bounced off the wall. He's hit, been hit three times. In the 15-year history of this event, only one other driver has won this race more than once. That was Todd Bodine. Now there's two of them as they come across the line, and now they're showing Kyle Busch picking up the victory. He barely squeezed by at the start-finish line. Amazing finish. What a comeback from Kyle Busch to pass Timothy Peters. Matt Crafton let it all hang out right now. He is trying to catch Kyle Busch. Busch with the advantage by eight truck lengths back into the corner. Here's Busch on the bottom part of the racetrack. Crafton 
Upton is down there as well, but it's all Kyle Busch coming off the corner. Three wide behind Todd Bodine. He's blocking them all coming into the trioval. For now, he has the lead. Kyle Busch pulls to the outside. Kyle challenges and passes with help from his teammate, Eric Almarola. Kyle Busch is going to win the Mountain Dew 250. Side by side off the end of the back straightaway. Boyer outside. Kyle Busch down low. Boyer slips up the banking. Kyle Busch to the point off turn four. Kyle Busch on his way to his fourth NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win of the 2011 season. And this gives him a total of 97 victories in NASCAR's top three series, tying him with the late Dale Earnhardt and Darrell Waltrip, third place on the all-time win list. Looks like a four-wide battle down the back straightaway for the number three position, but it's going to be Bodine up front, grabbing the lead down to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch, he's top shelf, digging up top. Bodine spins it. He spins back up in the wall almost, drops it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody on the binders to avoid contact. 50 times Kyle Busch has won here in the Camping World Truck Series. On the side of his truck, it says number 51 in that truck. Works to the low side, looking for his career 51st win. Off of turn number four, Kyle Busch rolls onto the front straightaway. Here comes Kyle Busch. He'll swing it wide out of turn number three, up against the safer barrier. Checkered flag in the air, and the Gander Outdoors 150 belongs to Kyle Busch. He'll take the checkered flag and a trip into the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series record books. He will tie Ron Hornaday Jr. for the all-time winning status in this series. A historic night for Kyle Busch as he comes off of turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Kyle Busch will win the ultimate tailgating 200 here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway and becomes the all-time winningest driver in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, picking up his 52nd win here tonight. We then were just able to, to power through the field there. I mean, our truck was just super fast, and uh, get number 52 here this weekend, and uh, thank Billy Blue for being on board with us here. You know, it took, took me driving something with Billy Blue's name on it to be able to win here in Atlanta, so uh, imagine how that is. That won't be his last win in the Truck Series by a long shot, and... He's running in the Truck Series race this Friday night at Las Vegas. Be sure to tune in to Motor Racing Network's coverage beginning at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and see if he gets his 53rd win. Continuing with all this Truck Series talk, MRN is producing a great podcast that you want to check out. We're celebrating 25 years of Truck Series racing with a new podcast called MRN Presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 Years and Still Trucking. This week's episode is all about legends. Mike Skinner wins. I don't even know what made me do it. I, I jumped up on the door and I pulled my hands up in there like I was shooting pistols off. And one of the commentators, Nick, said, well, you know, let's go down and talk to the gunslinger. For some reason, it just stuck. <laughs> and Skinner's battling the hell out of me and he's trying to wreck me. In the truck series, you can spin somebody out without touching them. You, know, you come down and take the air off the right side, that Romeo window, and you can spin him out. It was Brendan gone. As we said, fearless, trying to get his lap back on the bottom side. Got sideways, slid up into that outside lane. Two, three trucks got turned, one of them being leader, Mike Skinner. And after the race, he comes up and yell, he's yelling and screaming. He's in my face. And I looked and I said, next time, Mr. Veteran, don't let me get you back before you, know, before you can clear me. It, it was a two-man matchup. It was Mike Skinner versus Ron Hornaday Jr. Both of them veterans, both great champions. They raced each other hard. They, they raced respectfully, but they were not afraid to put a bumper or a fender or a wheel to each other. And this, this kind of sums up Jack Sprague in like one corner. 
the very first corner he caught me, he got to my bumper, he turned me around. Just got physical for the lead, Jack Sprague, in the effort to open up the inside lane and take the lead away from Travis Quapple, made contact with Travis, sent him spinning, he came back down, collected Jack, and they both made contact with the outside wall. And whether he did it on purpose or not, I'll never know. Todd Bodine wins four in a row on super speedways. I roll up in the shop, it was down by the speedway, and go in the office and there's Mike and these three guys with suits and ties on. I'm dressed, I got a t-shirt on, shorts and flip-flops. He says, he says, is this how you come for a job interview dressed like this? That's all from this week's new podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. You can download it for free as well as the first episode right now on iTunes and at MRN.com. Coming up on NASCAR Live, We'll get reactions from your favorite drivers about the new aero package that we saw in Atlanta for its first time. And later, we'll visit with Las Vegas native Noah Gregson. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. What are the drivers saying about the new aero package? We'll hear from them next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pitch. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl Simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's him. Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked it hell out of me this is nascar live now back to mike bagley welcome back to nascar live folks there are a lot of opinions about the new rules package nascar has put into place for 2019 some drivers are reserving their opinions until further notice and they've had some more time with it some are not steve post is here to give us what some of the drivers the team owners and nascar executives opinions are based on what they've seen so far with Atlanta in the rear view, drivers and teams have a little bit better understanding of what to expect with the new rules package. 
While some still say it's too early to tell, and that's very true, some drivers like Eric Jones are already taking notes for Vegas. Um, I'm, you know, we fired off really tight, and uh, you know, it was just a, it was a way finer line of being uh, on the tight side and then being on the loose side. It was really easy to jump that, jump that gap. So uh, that paired with no track bar adjusters too. I mean, that makes it more challenging. We have to kind of relearn how to set our cars up and and not having that tool to assist us. So I uh, went through all that, but uh, you know, it's different. There's a lot of new things going on. Vegas will be wide open and um, you know, pretty hairy, especially for the first fives. You know, like you saw here, the restarts were really crazy. So it's gonna be, it's gonna take a few weeks to really tell. I, I can't get a feel for it. Penske driver Brad Keselowski is on similar stance with Jones with the track bar, but says more time is needed and different types of tracks are needed. Taking the, the track bar just out of the car definitely made a difference because it was, to me, the, the track bar adjuster was always made it better to play defense and uh, or easier to play defense and, and so um, I thought that was interesting change I thought you saw more comers and goers because of that personally um, so I thought that was interesting uh, as far as the rest of it I, yeah, I think it's still really early you know Atlanta is a very I don't know how to put it Atlanta is not like the other mile and a half in a lot of ways you know a lot a lot of tire wear here uh, super high speeds and banking super high tire wear it's kind of maxes out in all the categories, you know, and then you take like a Las Vegas next week is probably in the middle of all the categories. Um, so I, I wouldn't maybe guarantee that what you saw today is what you'll see moving forward for good or bad. Um, so it's, it's hard to give great answers, but uh, um, all in all, I thought it was, it was about what I expected would be here for Atlanta. Um, but we'll just keep, uh, tweak on the cars, keep learning about them, and keep getting better, and the racing will evolve with direction. I, I don't know. Just like Keslowski, Eric Almarola feels it's too early to make a definitive statement about the results on the track. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think we got to go through the first five or six races to see. I mean, this has always been a challenging racetrack. Uh, it's very abrasive, and um, you know, it's, it's it's a challenge with or without uh, downforce. So. Um, you know, I think uh, once we get a sample size of the next, you know, half a dozen races, it'll be a, it'll be a different story. While the drivers are still waiting for more variety in tracks to make their decisions, team owner Roger Penske is pleased with what the racing produced so far. I felt that uh, I'd have to say a solid B. No one gets an A on their first exam, I don't think. But I'd say it's a solid B uh, for NASCAR today because there were drivers, Brad included, uh, uh, Sir Joey twice could come from the back and come up so they could past cars i thought the one thing that was uh, amazing to me was with someone on the high line you could run the, the the low line going into two and stay with them and drag him back go down the straightaway there were some things that you don't see normally you know with, with a faster speed so uh, the cars seemed to be more under control you didn't see many you didn't see any accidents which maybe the fans like that but i felt overall uh the package showed well uh and and to me uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, at Las Vegas, but uh, overall it wasn't a, a crash fest, which everybody said it was going to be potentially. And uh, to me, uh, inspection process was good. It looks like the, the there's a lot of equal cars running out there. It's going to come up to the drivers and the strategy was what we want. And uh, to me, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, uh, I, I was quite happy with the outcome personally for our team, and we'll look forward to see what happens uh, in the next couple of weeks. NASCAR Executive Vice President Steve O'Donnell shared the same sentiment as Penske, adding 
Yes, it's still very early, but NASCAR's purpose in making these changes is showing signs of success. What did I see today? I saw a fairly entertaining race. I think, um, you know, like we said, going into this race, we didn't know what to expect either. We thought that uh, this package would showcase itself more as we got to the West Coast. Uh, but with some really long green flag runs, I think you saw the ability to, to get back up to the leader and make a pass, which was encouraging. So uh, all in all, I think we're, we're satisfied with the outcome. A lot of work to do to go back and review it, though. Thank you, Posty. As we transition from Atlanta to Las Vegas, there are still so many unknowns that we're waiting to find out how this is going to react on certain racetracks coming up. We had Kyle Ricky catch up with Austin Dillon's crew chief to see what their mentality is and where they stand in the preparation process. Dylan trying to get close. He tries to make the move. He's got it. Dylan is going to grab the win here at the Strafe. Austin Dylan. Danny Stockton, the crew chief on the car. We knew what we had to do, and uh, I'll say it like this. I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Kind of a reunion of sorts for you two here in 2019 after finding so much success years ago in the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. How's the transition back uh, to this side of the garage with Austin uh, in this series after the first couple of weeks of the season? Yeah, the, the transition with Austin is fine. Uh, the transition with uh, the Cup Series and the schedule and and just everything about the Cup Series is a lot different and a lot to learn there still. But uh, obviously, me and Austin work really good together, and uh, we have that communication down pretty good. So that side's good. Just gotta gotta figure out this car, this new package, and and um, we're making gains on it. And we got a lot of speed this weekend. We just gotta keep it keep it going here. All eyes at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend, the debut of this new package. You guys were there about four weeks ago now testing. What was the big takeaway from, from those two days out in Vegas? You know, definitely uh, different than, than the past years. Um, I think uh, it was good to get out there and test and, and learn learn some things and learn what, what do's and what don'ts and, and all that good stuff and, and uh, take home and look at all the data and, and cipher through all that. And, I think going back, we're going to have a really good piece and have a good starting point and a good plan going in. It's amazing how quick things evolve in this garage, uh, no matter the package, no matter the rules. Has it evolved much in just the last four weeks? I mean, obviously you haven't raced it, but you've learned a lot four weeks ago and have had you know time to tweak on things. Like everybody knows, we're always changing. We're always trying to get better. And um, we made some mistakes Friday in qualifying trim. Uh, we learned some things yesterday in happy hour that we're applying to the race, and uh, I'm sure we're going to learn more things to apply next week for Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So uh, it's always a learning curve. Um, we're headed in the right direction, though, at RCR Racing. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we get a guide to Sin City with native Brendan Gone, and later another Las Vegas native, Noah Gregson, will join Woody Kane. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. 
Learn more at victoryjunction.org. This week's wheel entrusted to perform pit crew goes to Brad Keselowski's team, Penske Racing Team. They got to the front of the closing laps of the Folds of Honor. Quick trip 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And remember, friends, on the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Coming up next, NASCAR veteran driver Brendan Gaughan will be your travel guide as we head to Las Vegas this weekend. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Wings Nation, your go-to for Wings Sprint Car Talk, news and information. Find all the episodes of Wing Nation on your favorite podcast platforms. Steve Post, Ashley Stremme, and Aaron Evernham. Go in-depth with the race winners and personalities from dirt tracks all across America. Like Winged Nation on Facebook. Follow Wing Nation on Twitter. You'll get stories and information and live broadcasts of Wing Nation shows from some of the top dirt tracks in the nation. Winged Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Cars. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you are spending your time with us here on the Motor Racing Network. As we mentioned, we're headed off to Las Vegas this weekend. It's a very big tourist attraction, and many people who know the races are headed there think, well, why not go and enjoy the racing and enjoy the city? Well, if you're one of those folks, we had Las Vegas native Brendan Gone give us the inside scoop on what's there to do this weekend besides being on the strip and other obvious choices. Brandon, what you got for us? The winner tonight is Brendan Gaughan. For the fifth win of the year, Brendan Gaughan wins in his own backyard at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Las Vegas is known for many, many things. And the easy part to go to is the strip. I mean, everybody knows about the Las Vegas Strip. You've got all the great shows in the world. You have all the great singers in the world. You've got the house shows. You've got the magic shows. They're all amazing. Vegas doesn't get a lot of credit for is some of its natural beauty. The Red Rock Visitor Center in Red Rock Canyon is gorgeous. The Hoover Dam. You can go get a dam tour and ask a bunch of dam questions. There's a zero one dot Vegas. Let's you go race off-road race cars and go drive those things around here. Uh, There's all sorts of things other than the typical Las Vegas Strip thing that everybody knows about. Of course, the tracks, all the tracks now have special deals for children. Um, I believe, like, the truck race has free kids, maybe the Xfinity race. I know they have great discounted prices for kids' tickets. If you're coming to the race with the kids, you got a great deal for the kids. Second, Las Vegas is great with kids. One, uh, look, I've got two children. I've got a 6- and 8-year-old. I've got a 12-year-old that's my godson that we do everything with. There are many things you can do in this town. First, the shows, you want to amaze a child, go take a child to one of the big famous shows on the Strip. Go take them to O. Go take them to Mystere. These are amazing shows. We went to David Copperfield with the kids a couple weeks ago. There are so many amazing things for the kids to see. Then every casino has the bowling alleys, the movie theaters, all the, the babysitting, what people like to think of activities, you know, to keep them busy during the day. But this, we have so many really neat things. The Smith Center has the lead children's museum it's this 
goodness gracious, like a six-story children's museum. You climb up, they've got this center column that is a net that, trust me, you're going to chase your kids for hours. But it's amazing. You've got to have parents stationed at different levels so you can keep up with them. You've got the exciting things of the zip line under the canopy at the Fremont Street. You've got the zip line at the Rio. You've got the little racetracks. You've got pole position, which is there's two indoor go-kart tracks in town. You want to take them in a, in a little razor ride, 01.Vegas. lets you take the kids out in a razor, and you drive out to Good Springs and have a great little lunch. The, oh, the Adventure Dome is still here. The original amusement park of Las Vegas, the Circus Circus Adventure Dome. They've got the roller coasters inside. They've got laser tag inside. So there is a lot of stuff for kids to do out here, not just, hey, look, there's casinos. Let's go drop them off at a bowling alley. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the South Point. I mean, the South Point, my family looks this way for a reason. We have some of the best food in town. And, of course, we have Michael's Restaurant at the South Point, which is one of the top five restaurants in America. It's an amazing place. It's a very special place to my family, special place in town. You can start at the Strip. The Strip has amazing places to eat. Okay, easy to go there. You want to try to find the local places, that's where you start to go a little more fun. One of my favorite local places is a place called Capo's. It's an Italian place on the west side of town. Got a really cool entrance. I won't blow it for you if you've never been there. But to get into Capo's is a very unique experience. Uh, another local place is, is a place called The Bootlegger. It's on the Strip, but it's a local's little restaurant down near the South Point. Old County Commissioner Lorraine Hunt owns it, and it's another amazing Italian place with a lot of history. A lot of famous people have been there over the years. Once again, Italian, there's a theme in Las Vegas. Batista's Hole in the Wall. It's right on Flamingo. It's, it's the place that it was originally a bank that, if you remember the movie Casino, Joe Pesci's character... In real life, his name is Tony Spilatro. It's one of the buildings that Tony broke into, and it was called he was called the Hole in the Wall Gang. Batista's is an old restaurant. All the mob guys used to go hang out there. There's lots of cool, famous places to eat around here, but those are my three favorites. Ah, uh, yes, an insider's travel guide to Las Vegas. Thank you, Brendan. Many, many options of activities and many, many opportunities to get into trouble. Your decision on which one you choose. <laughs> Coming up. Noah Gregson sits down with Woody Kane to talk Xfinity Series racing, and later drivers tell us what their West Coast swing plans are. At AutoZone, we're all about giving you more ways to get more done, like our free battery testing. If you're having trouble starting your car, come to AutoZone. We'll test your battery for free so you can figure out the problem from the get-go, which means no waste of money on parts you don't need. Wipers starting to squeak? It's probably time for a change. AutoZone has the wiper selection you need to start seeing the road the way you want. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Noah Gregson will join us next to preview this weekend's Boyd Gaming 300 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. 
Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Hey, Ralph Shaheen here with MRN's The Straight Line. The holidays may be over, but the drag racing world is just putting up their Christmas trees. As they get ready for the start of the 2019 race season, join Doug Herbert and I every Thursday as we talk to the celebrities of the NHRA, and we'll take you inside the pits for all the latest news and headlines. It's MRN's The Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, every Thursday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Chatted with Brendan Gaughan a moment ago. How about fellow Las Vegas native Noah Gregson, who has made the transition from trucks over to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He joined NASCAR Today's Woody Kane to talk about his transition and also discuss his Las Vegas homecoming. Noah Gregson drives the number nine Switch Camaro for Junior Motorsports, and he joins us now on the guest line. Noah, this is going to be a little homecoming race for you out in Las Vegas. I know that's one you've probably had circled on your calendar. Yeah, it's going to be a good opportunity for me to get back out on the racetrack, my second mile-and-a-half race and with Junior Motorsports on the NASCAR Xfinity side. So um, just being able to run with them for a full season is uh, a really big boost to my confidence and, and just being able to work with all the guys here. Um, they all work together. And it's one family. So to be able to get back to Las Vegas, my hometown, it's going to be a good opportunity for me, and I'm really excited. Now, I saw some pictures on social media. Vegas just had a big snowfall recently. Have you ever seen much much of that before growing up there? No, no, <laughs> there isn't uh, much snow there. There's a lot that hit. I don't even know what you call it, a snowstorm, I guess. It's not like a monsoon. <laughs> monsoon is rain. So yeah, I guess it's a snowstorm. Yeah, it was, it's wild. I've never seen that much snow there. I mean, they probably got four or five inches, so wow. it was uh, definitely cool to see. So you never you never were the kid who got to stay home from school because it was snowing outside? No, never. <laughs> uh, one time, actually, when I was in third grade, it started snowing uh, around the afternoon, late afternoon, um, early evening. snowed, like, pretty much until it got dark out, and then uh, they canceled school for the next day. We woke up. And it was sunny and all dried up and no snow. So we did get to stay home one time for a snow day, but there's no snow. Well, tell me a little bit about your transition. You were in the truck series last year at KBM, got an opportunity to run some Xfinity races. You ran three, I think, all of them top tens, a couple of top fives along the way. Now you're at Junior Motorsports, Dave Ellen's your crew chief. What's different or similar about the two? Um, they're, they're a lot different um, of organizations, but... Uh, just trying to uh, to work hard with all my guys, and this will be our third week going into the into the season. So, um, being able to to just work with them week in and week out is really the most important thing. Trying to trying to get that team chemistry developed, and it's the most comfortable I've ever felt with the team. So, uh, with that being said, I'm excited for for this year, and um, I feel like we've been working well together the, the past two weekends. We haven't had the finishes we wanted. That doesn't uh, doesn't mean we're not working our tails off. So super fortunate to be able to be with a championship running team like Junior Motorsports. 
So you had an 11th at Daytona. That's kind of a, a different beast unto itself. But then you go to Atlanta, you get a top 10, and you lead some laps. It leads to a little bit of progress moving forward there. How do you feel about where the team is right now? I know it's very early, but you got to feel pretty good. I mean, you say you're, they're, they're not the finishes you wanted, but I'm sure there are a lot of guys who would trade with you. Yeah, it could be worse, I guess. I guess my mindset is to try and do the best job we can do, and if that means that we're going to run and tent all, all weekend, and I don't think it really satisf- satisfies anyone, but uh, we're all trying our hardest over here at Junior Motorsports, and I think uh, there's definitely work we all need to do on our ends, including myself, to, to be better. But um, everyone is putting in that work, which is refreshing to see. There's uh, a lot of great people here at Junior Motorsports working hard. So really appreciate that I'm able to run with uh, such a high-caliber team, and we tested at Vegas a couple weeks back, so I felt really, really comfortable inside my Camaro and then uh, just really confident going into this weekend. Tell me a little about that track because the repave is not so far in the in the distant memory now. A very smooth surface and a lot of guys saying it's a one-groove track. What do you think? I think that uh, Vegas is going to spread out. At first, we tested. It was just right on the bottom. And then after that, I was able to work it up and work it up and work it up and uh, finally got up to the top lane and, and got the top lane running pretty good. Um, so I think it'll move around a little bit. It's pretty, pretty smooth in three and four, really bumpy on the bottom and one, two, but it makes that track really fun. Now, when you go back to Vegas to race, uh, is, it, is it one of those deals where your phone rings all the time? Hey, Noah, you got any tickets, that kind of thing? Yeah, I've had it going on <laughs> um, here lately just with buddies asking hot passes and tickets and whatnot, but uh, – I guess that's good problems to have, right? Yeah, absolutely it is. Thank you, Woody. I think Noah's going to fit in just well over there at Junior Motorsports. And, well, we're waiting for him to get in the groove with that number nine car, and we expect that to happen very, very soon. Coming up, we hear what drivers are planning for their West Coast swing off the track. And later, we look at how the city of Las Vegas has grown in the past few years. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Attention Junior Nation, get your Dale Jr. fix with MRN. We talk about everything from his relationship with Dale Sr. He wanted to make sure that he worked at it to get it. To biggest wins and Hendrick Motorsports. Dale Jr. leading the field off of turn four. When we won that Daytona 500, that made me feel good about my impression on on the company. With some of the people closest to NASCAR's most popular driver. Tune in to Junior's Journey on iTunes and MRN.com. This weekend is the start of the West Coast Swing. What are some of the drivers doing in their spare time? We'll hear that next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Christopher Bell. I've flipped people off before, and every time I've stuck my hand out the side of the car with my finger up, I've DNF. We literally crack open the mics and talk to some of the biggest stories in open wheel racing from past and present. Ryan Newman is in. He either chose to fight or not fight, and then never chose to fight with me. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You know, whenever we start the West Coast Swing and we talk about going out to Las Vegas, well, this is a chunk of the schedule that always brings up a great question. Do I stay out West or do I go back home East in between all the races that are coming up over the next three weeks? For the guys who are from out West, like the Bush brothers and Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick, maybe they'll stay and visit with family and friends. Drivers who aren't from the West Coast have to decide how to use their time. We've got a few drivers talking about what their plans are coming up. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane, scoring win 250 for Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, I usually like to stay out. Um, I, I've lived in Colorado for a couple years, so I enjoy going back there and, and kind of commuting from, from there instead of coming all the way back. It's a lot of... A lot of travel, and you know, I've, I've done it both ways, but um, and your schedule doesn't always work out, but when you can stay, I think it's nice. Checkered flag in the air, and the Windstar World Casino 350 belongs to Welcome North Carolina's Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon brings home the checkered flag tonight here at Texas Motor Speedway. Really focusing in on this year, trying to make sure we can get everything out of it. And really focusing in on the career. I think my young and, and having fun days are kind of over. I got a wife and a daughter, and I get to have a lot of fun with them. Um, you know, away from the track now, it's it's not really about going out anymore. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. across the start-finish line. He sees the checkered flag, and Stenhouse is going back to victory lane. I stay out, yeah. Um, we're going to do some team events. Uh, my team's staying out between uh, Vegas and Phoenix, so I'm going to hang out with those guys. Um, we're going to do some filming with the sprint car team and, and all center to drink on Monday, hang out, do some stuff with the team on Tuesday, uh, head down to Phoenix, uh, play some golf. Um, so that's generally what I do. I, I get my golf back up and running because uh, I take all winter off golfing pretty much. Uh, so I generally get my, my golf game back up and running um, on, on the West Coast swing. Joey Logano in his 10th full-time season in the Cup Series is going to win at the Ford EcoBoost 400 and the 2018 Series Championship. I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, just, uh, I, I've, I usually stay between Phoenix and California, but um, the little man and time changes, it's probably best that they're going to stay back, and I don't really want to be away from my family that long, so I'm just going to go back and forth. So we were thinking about it. I was like, man, I don't really want to go to sleep at, you know, 5 o'clock and be waking up at 3 in the morning, you know. Like, ah. It's been easier for me just to fly home. <laughs> so I was going to do that. Sounds like all of those are safe choices. Nothing too crazy, which is definitely the smarter way to go. 
coming up on NASCAR Live. We look at how Las Vegas has grown the last few years and get educated with NASCAR history. It's all in our AutoZone commercial free zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. In a sport driven by acceleration, we're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment. Driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts. Speeding up our recycling programs. Racing greener with Sunoco Green E15, a cleaner blended biofuel. Because if we all shift gears to help the environment, we can keep racing for so much longer. To learn more about how NASCAR is shifting towards a greener future, visit nascar.com slash green today. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits for this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us. And today, we think of Las Vegas as the big tourist attraction with lots of things to do and it being a big city and all. But it wasn't always like that. Only recently has Vegas boomed and become a desirable destination for businesses, including sports teams. We know NASCAR has been racing there for a while, but... Brendan Dawn says even NASCAR coming to Vegas was a gamble. Vegas is known as the entertainment capital of the world, and we Vegas has remodeled itself many times. It stays with the trend, and right now sports are the biggest trends. So Vegas has added sports in a big way. But the first professional sport to embrace Las Vegas, when everybody was afraid of Vegas, when everybody really wasn't sure about coming to Vegas because of sports betting and all these scary things, what was the first professional sport to, to embrace and have a home in Las Vegas? NASCAR. When NASCAR built that track, when NASCAR came to Vegas, they said, hey, we're not afraid of that. We're, we love to be here. We love Las Vegas. And, and it was built by a casino owner. When it was originally built, it was built by Ralph Engelstadt and Richie Klein, who owned the Imperial Palace. It was a great vision of Ralph and Richie's. They did an amazing job. Bruton Smith came in, bought the track after a couple seasons. And it is, it, I mean, it's one of the premier tracks in the country. Look at the garage. We still have the in my opinion, I'm, and once again, I'm biased because it's my home track, but we have probably one of the most amazing garages in the sport. But Vegas, you know, embraced the racing early, and it's fantastic what they do. The race fans love it. The places, you know, even if it's a little cold, a little hot, Vegas gives you so many other things to do that it's, it's fun to come out to Vegas. If you're going to spend your money, where would you rather go? No offense to some of the places we race, but if i got to spend my money and I'm going to have to spend $200 in a hotel room, would you rather spend $200 at Caesars Palace or $200 at Motel 6? Growing up in Sin City as well, Kurt and Kyle Busch have seen the growth firsthand. Kurt says bringing racing to Nevada and the West Coast opened up so many possibilities, not only for them as drivers, but for the city as well. Well, it was incredible to see Las, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, A, get built, and then B, be able to get a cup date. Uh, that was the biggest thing in the, in the mid-90s on if it was going to ever happen, because as a NASCAR fan, I knew that the sport was really entrenched in the southeast, and they had worked their way up to the northeast. Started heading west, but 
with races out in Phoenix and Los Angeles and Sonoma, we never thought that Vegas would end up on the map. But I'll tell you what happens. This town is a tourism town. It's built on bringing people to one entity, and that is the city of Las Vegas. And the Visitor and Convention Bureau and that authority has done so much for sports. And Kyle and I were big beneficiaries of them pushing to get a NASCAR race here. When the NHL unanimously voted to put an expansion team in Vegas, the Golden Knights became the first major professional sports franchise to be based in Las Vegas. The inaugural season would be the fall of 2017, and it matched up with a very tragic time for the city. But Brendan Gaughan says having the team there actually helped. What the Knights have done to the town is very, very cool. Uh, the Knights got lightning in a barrel. They were a hockey team that were picked to be last. You know, they weren't picked to do well. Uh, and then we had, of course, the, the, the tragedy of the shooting in Las Vegas. And everybody knows how, how great a healer sports are in the world. Um, think after 9-11 how great sports helped heal America. Well, the Golden Knights, you know, really capitalized on that. And what they did was they, they helped heal Las Vegas. They did, had the first responders at all their games at the, when they first did it. They had their opening night where they did this huge thing for it. And it really helped the town bond with the team. And look, Vegas is a tough town. And the Knights, when they started winning, Vegas loves a winner. So they, they had this great momentum. They had this great feel-good atmosphere. They helped heal the town. And then they started to win. And the town has gone night crazy. I tell people it looks like, remember Major League? when everybody walked around with the Wild Thing shirts in Cleveland and, you know, nobody knew who they were at the start of the season. Everybody's saying they sucked. And then at the end of the year, everybody's wearing Wild Thing shirts and high-fiving in the streets and, you know, looking at everybody. That's what Vegas became. Like, nobody even knew it. The, the Knights jerseys, the Knights gear. Yeah, you kind of knew the team was here. But after that first, you know, after the opening game and then five months into it when they were, you know, leading the division, all of a sudden, the whole town, everybody's wearing a Knights shirt and a Knights hat, and you're high-fiving strangers in the street. It was, it became a phenomenon. It was really cool. By 2017, Vegas also knew an NFL team was relocating to their city limits. The Oakland Raiders will become the Las Vegas Raiders and start playing there in 2020. Kyle Busch says the move proves the power of Las Vegas has in being more than just a gambling town. I think it's great. Obviously, it lends itself to uh, the city still continuing to grow and being a huge part of um, you know sports going forward. And and uh, it's a mecca for for any opportunities of those in order to have the town become bigger and and a fan following and a presence in the in the sports industry. I think I'm going to become a Raiders fan. No, but uh, I, I'm a Broncos fan, true and true. So uh, it's going to be fun to play the Broncos in Vegas. Um, you know, once a year and then go to go to Denver for the other game of the year. It would certainly be. Interesting for me um, going out to Las Vegas and watching a hometown game, but yet almost cheering, being from Vegas, but cheering for the opponent. So that might get a little weird. Kurt Busch says the sports are great for people who live in Vegas, but the amount of tourism these teams will bring is what will help the most. Great to see an NHL team come franchise in, uh, the possibility of the Oakland Raiders moving down to Las Vegas, a big stadium built. I think it will only help UNLV athletics. Uh, continue to grow and as a sports guy in general it's just neat to see the excitement and the base of fans that we have here in this town but as well as our tourism and uh, everybody that comes in from out of town to gamble and have fun see the shows go to the restaurants and catch a sports game. Las Vegas is certainly booming with a reported 18 billion dollars in planned proposed and current construction projects 
in the area from businesses, franchises, road work, and including the new Raiders Stadium. It'll be a very exciting time to see how Las Vegas adapts to this growth and this spotlight. Hey, folks, before we wrap things up for this week's show, let's bring a little history into our lives. Susie Armstrong has This Week in NASCAR History. This is going to sound strange. Be prepared for strangeness. Get ready for spooky time. But the men in the family can travel in time. She would never say... This week's trek through time begins in 1967. The Rolling Stones were rocking the charts with Ruby Tuesday. In the NBA, sports legend Wilt Chamberlain hit a record 35 consecutive field goals. And NASCAR was clashing at Daytona International Speedway. Mario Andretti won the Daytona 500 in what would be his one and only NASCAR victory. It all comes down to this. 55, 49 did not arrive in the most hallowed ground in automobile racing. Mario Andretti of Nashville, Pennsylvania is in victory lane. 28 years old, he still has not rolled his windshield down. He's taking off the helmet. A very happy, ecstatic young man. He'll climb out on the right side of the car. The car that has carried him to the richest stock car race and the greatest stock car race, there's no question. What this has been the very best. Jump forward to 1984. Van Halen is red hot with jump. At the 26 Grammy Awards, Michael Jackson raked in a record eight trophies. In the local bookstore, Stephen King haunted the bestseller list with Pet Cemetery. And NASCAR was circulating the Richmond Fairgrounds Raceway. With injuries sustained from Daytona the week prior, Ricky Rudd battled his way to the winner's circle in the Miller High Life 400. Walter, not a factor as Ricky Rudd takes his time in turn three and Here's four. Here's Ricky Rudd out of turn number four. will come down to the line, take the checkered flag, and win the Miller 400. Ricky Rudd, a bit battered and a bit bruised from a terrifying crash two weeks ago, will now drive the Bud Moore car to victory lane. And we end our flashback this week in 1995. Garth Brooks charted the number one album with the hits. At the box office, the Brady Bunch movie and Just Cause held top ranks. In the news, U.S. Marines landed in Somalia to aid the evacuation of United Nations forces, while NASCAR invaded the Rock, North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham. In what would be the final 500-miler at the track, Jeff Gordon dominated the Goodwrench 500. Jeff Gordon still not pushing the issue, knowing he's got plenty of breathing room, falling in behind. Rick Bass now, he makes his way for the final time off turn two. For the final time, down the backstretch, Jeff Gordon's rainbow Chevrolet diving into turn number three. Not pushing the issue, just following the lap traffic through off turn four. One final corner for Jeff Gordon now, and the checkered flag is in sight. Those are just some of the events that unfolded this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. That was our AutoZone commercial-free zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. That's going to wrap things up for us this week. Our thanks to Brendan Gaughan for joining us, Noah Gregson, Danny Stockman, and the Bush brothers, Kyle and Kurt. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagg. Thank you again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength.
and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.